and welcome to the My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. In today's episode, we take a look at prospects for scrap imports this year and China's push toward greater ferrous self-sufficiency. But first, a rundown of this week's news. China's portside iron ore inventories hit a 44-month high of over 160 million tons on February 17th. Sources say that much of this can be attributed to a rise in arrivals, with port congestion eased significantly over the past week. Despite this, iron ore purchases from steel mills rebounded steadily during this time, primarily due to it being the first full week of operations after the Lunar New Year holidays. Steel production was on the rise over the past week, with the average blast furnace capacity utilization rate rising by nearly 5 percentage points to 76.5%. This was sparked by an uptick in purchasing, with inventories of major finished products down 3.5%. A recent MySteel survey found that steel mill profit margins were down in January, primarily due to rising production costs. And now for the first of our top stories. Here to discuss China's scrap imports is my co-presenter, Elaine Shi. Elaine, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, Adam. China's policymakers have been increasingly pushing for greater scrap usage by the country's steel sector, largely as part of ongoing efforts to reduce carbon emissions. For this reason, scrap imports were once again permitted in 2021, after having been previously banned in 2019. However, this fell far short of expectations last year. China imported 555,000 tons of scrap steel in 2021, far below those of previous years when imports were permitted, which peaked at 13.7 million tons in 2009. The previous ban on imports caused domestic scrap prices to rise dramatically, and this coupled with high iron ore prices has weighed heavily on steel sector profitability in recent years. This is in part why scrap imports were permitted to resume. However, 2021 import figures were 60% below where they were before the ban in 2018, primarily due to rising prices and narrowing steel mill margins that made it difficult to complete in the global market. The vast majority of China's scrap imports over the past decade came from Japan, with the rest coming from South Korea and the ASEAN countries. However, the prices of Japanese scrap often exceeded those of Chinese varieties in 2021, limiting import prospects. This was largely the result of rising demand in Japan that caused supplies to tighten. Moving forward, key factors affecting China's scrap imports will include rising global demand, local tax policies, and rising domestic supply. With tariffs removed on many scrap imports in May of last year, coupled with rumors of a new VAT rebate in the works, Chinese buyers may be able to offer better purchase prices for imported scrap in 2022. However, a rise in the country's domestic, domestic supply will be an important offset to this moving forward. Thank you. Thanks, Elaine. China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, or MIIT, announced plans to derive 45% of the ferrous content used in the country's crude steel output from domestically owned assets by 2025. 
The country moved significantly, significantly closer to this goal in 2021, with domestically owned assets contributing 40% that year, up from 30% in the year prior. This was primarily due to a rise in China's domestic scrap output, which rose by three percentage points to 22% of the total last year, primarily due to rising investment in the country's recycling sector. The remainder of this was comprised of domestic iron ore concentrates, which remained flat at around 15%, and imports from Chinese-owned mines overseas, which rose by one percentage point to 3% as a result of rising prices. China's efforts to control carbon emissions will likely cause the country's crude steel output to fall significantly in 2022 and remain at similar levels until 2025. For this reason, MySteel estimates that the country's fairest demand will remain relatively unchanged during this time. However, the proportion of ferrous content derived from domestically owned assets is expected to continue to rise, especially with regard to scrap, which is expected to reach a total contribution of 27% by 2025. New mining investments will also permit a rise in domestic iron ore usage, and potential new product projects in Peru and Guinea could, un could come online during this time. In this way, it is highly likely that China will not only meet its 45% goal, but that that number could rise as high as 49% based on MySteel projections. That's all for this week's episode of the MySteel Commodity Podcast. I'd like to thank my co-presenter, Elaine Shi, and all of you for listening in. I've been your host, Adam Roussel, Senior Editor for Iron Ore Analytics. Take care, everyone.